Hi, I'm Jonathan Pennington, and this is the Human Flourishing Podcast. This podcast is a repository of a wide variety of sermons, lectures, interviews, and other resources that I've recorded over the years. Today's episode is part of the devotional series on the Sermon on the Mount I taught for Sojourn East. All right, welcome back to Matthew 5, 13 to 16 in our series of devotions on the Sermon on the Mount. Let me read these verses for you again from the NIV. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You're the light of the world. A town or a city built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Again, the whole Sermon on the Mount is very famous, and there's so many ways in which the the Sermon on the Mount's famous teachings kind of weave their way into culture. So a lot of times you'll hear, uh, especially Christians, but maybe non-Christians even, sometimes talk about being salt and light in the world. Um, I'm afraid that maybe what we, we haven't maybe thought through and paid enough attention to exactly what that means. I mean, I hear, as a professor, I hear all, all kinds of opinions, and as a pastor, all kinds of opinions about what these things mean. And I guess I'll give you my opinion about what they mean. Um, a lot of times people talk about salt as being like a preservative, um, and that's certainly true. Um, unfortunately, that's not real clear what that means. I mean, people make use that as an argument to homeschool or to not homeschool or you know, anything, every, everything in between, whatever it is. I'd like to suggest to you that salt is actually a very diverse metaphor. It's a, it's an, it's an object, obviously, that can be used metaphorically for a lot of different things in the ancient world. Preservatives, one of them. That's probably not actually the most common one. Um, light, which is put in combination, these are put in parallel together, is also another very common metaphor, including in the Bible. And light is a little easier to figure out, especially if you turn back, I won't read it right now, but if you just turn back one chapter in Matthew, uh, to the to chapter four verses fifteen and following, you'll see light was used in the way it often is to refer to God's revelation going forth. In this case, to the Gentiles through Jesus and to all people through Jesus. What I suggest to you is that salt and light are meant to be read together. And when you think about salt and light together, I think what they communicate is that Jesus is saying, "You, my disciples." are actually the heralds, the agents, the ambassadors of my new covenant that I'm making with you, with the world. Because one of the main uses of salt is actually in the Old Testament covenantal system. One of the items in the priest's toolkit was actually salt, and you cast salt on sacrifices. You use salt when you have a meal together to make a contract, a covenant between people. I think salt is very clearly a covenantal idea. And when you add that to light, which is very often a covenantal idea in the Old Testament as well, I think together Jesus is saying, you, my disciples, are actually the agents, the instruments of my teaching, my life going out into the world, my covenant that I'm making with humanity through my own incarnation, death, resurrection, and ascension, Jesus is saying. So taken together, that's a very powerful, very powerful idea. Now, here's the interesting question. How in the world does this relate to what happened right before? And related to that, why is there kind of a 
kind of a negative tone in this as well. You notice that he's saying that if the salt loses its saltiness, literally in the Greek it says if it becomes foolish, but saltiness is a fine translation. If the salt loses its saltiness, it's good for nothing, it'll be trampled. And also in the same way, a light shouldn't be hidden. So there's, there's kind of a negative tone to it as well. I think that's here because if you recall, and if you go back and listen to what I said about the Beatitudes, the, the teachings right before this, they, Jesus there has defined happiness or flourishing or blessedness in a completely unexpected way. And in fact, he ends by emphasizing that his disciples are going to be persecuted, mistreated, insulted, reviled, falsely spoken of. How many of you like being falsely represented? I hate it, right? We all hate it. And, and he says, actually, this is what you should expect as disciples. And I think that's why he then has this sort of, this little push and this little warning in his salt and light teaching as well. He's saying, you're the salt and light. You're the heralds of my new covenant in the world. Beware that you're going to be tempted to not do that. Because when people persecute you and misrepresent you and uh, deal evil to you rather than good, everything in you, everything in me is going to want to say, um, forget it. Those people are horrible or they're not worthy of it or I'm not going to forgive them one more time. All the things that are very natural for us as humans to do to self-protect and self-justify. Jesus is saying, as you are witnesses to me in the world, just expect that you're going to receive persecution. Don't fail to continue to be faithful witnesses to me even in the midst of that. And the, and the verses end in verse 16 with this beautiful picture. Then he says, and in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Christians, that means that you and I are actually doing good deeds. That's part of what it means to be a Christian. We do good in the world, pointing to the Father in heaven revealed in Jesus Christ, glorifying him as the source of all that goodness, but truly doing good deeds, being salt and light, not being afraid of opposition, not being surprised when there's opposition, when we serve as heralds of Jesus' new covenant in the world. Thank you for listening to the Human Flourishing Podcast. To learn more or get in touch with me, visit my website, jonathanpennington.com.